Welcome to The Daily Dose, where we are currently walking through an overview of the entire Bible. Join us today as we learn the story of Scripture and see God's redemptive plan through Christ from cover to cover. Let's listen to Matt Reister, Director of Christian Crusaders and the Cedar Falls Bible Conference. Today we're going to be in Jeremiah chapter 6, verses 1 through 8, and here's the question I want to have us address today. We're going to see God pouring out his punishment and wrath on the people of Israel for their sin. And we got to ask this question. We've asked it in several ways at several times during the Bible overview. You can't help but ask this question. And it's this, is this behavior consistent with a God who we should worship and follow and build our lives around and give our affections to? Because the world, including many people that call themselves Christians, many Churches that claim to be Christian, seminaries, ministries that claim to be Christian would say, no, 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 you got you to gotta just skip over this part of Scripture because we would never want to lift up or worship or hold in high regard a God who is mean like this, who does such disastrous things to his own people. Is that the right response, or should we take this at face value, accept it for what it is, and worship him anyway? And if so, my, my answer to that question is yes, by the way. And if so, why? So we're going to talk about that today. First, let's read chapter 6, verses 1 through 8. Flee for safety, O people of Benjamin, from the midst of Jerusalem. Blow the trumpet in Tekoa, raise the signal on Beth Hakarim, for disaster looms out of the north and great destruction. Talking about Babylon coming down to punish and destroy Jerusalem. The lovely and delicately bred I will destroy, the daughter of Zion. So here God is saying in verse 2, my people, I'm going to destroy my people because they've turned from me and they've sinned grievously. They've been lovely and delicately bred. They are the daughter of Zion and they're going to be punished nonetheless. Wow. Verse 3, shepherds with their flocks shall come against her. They shall pitch their tents around her and they shall pasture each in his place. Prepare for war against her. Arise and let us attack at noon. Woe to us, for the day declines, for the shadows of evening lengthen. Arise and let us attack by night and destroy her palaces. For thus says the Lord of hosts, cut down her trees, cast up a siege mound against Jerusalem. This is the city that must be punished. There is nothing but oppression within her. As a well keeps its water fresh, so she keeps fresh her evil." Violence and destruction are heard within her. Sickness and wounds are ever before me. Be warned, O Jerusalem, lest I turn from you in disgust, lest I make you a desolation and an uninhabited land. This is very harsh language, and we're going to see it carried out as time moves forward. Jerusalem is going to be destroyed by Babylon. And so we have to ask the question, is this just a mean God and we should tear these pages of our Bible out and say, no, 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 kind of plug our ears and kind of distract ourselves. No, 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 this isn't in here. We need to think happy thoughts about who God is. Or do we take this at face value? Friends, here's the thing. Our God is not the little warm, fuzzy God that we've been sold by many religious types, some who are even under the name of Christianity. Our God isn't just only concerned with making us feel good all the time. Our God is holy He is righteous, he is just, he is perfect beyond measure, and he cannot tolerate sin. And so what should happen in response to sin? It should be punished. For if sin isn't punished, then the very character of God is compromised. He can't be in the presence of sin. He can't let sin go unpunished, this perfect, holy, righteous, blameless God. 
So that's what this is about. And you got to ask the question now, does he have a track record of doing this? Or is this just particularly bad language? Was Jeremiah having a bad day when he wrote this? Or these other Bible writers, should we just say, oh, this was written by man. And here, you know, Jeremiah wrote a lot of good things that we should take seriously, but here's some bad stuff. Let's just cut that out. And there's literally seminaries and, and preachers who would say that's what you should do, which is terrible. Or can we look at God's track record and see he actually has a track record of this? And I would suggest that he has a track record of punishing sin because he is a righteous God. And that's what we should expect. Here's some examples of that. I've got two in mind specifically. One is the flood. You remember way back in Genesis, we talked about this. The people who had been created had sinned. They become very depraved. They'd done all kinds of sinful things. And God said, enough of it. I'm going to destroy all flesh. And so he sent a global flood and every living thing died except for Noah and his family who were spared in the ark along with the animals that were spared there as well. And so God does, not just in the flood, several places in scripture, but that's a great example, have a track record of taking sin seriously and going to great lengths to punish it. Here's, I think, the best example. My second example is Jesus Christ on the cross. Jesus Christ, the Son of God, this is one of the members of the Trinity who became incarnate in human flesh, lived on this earth for 33 years, did not sin one time. He perfectly met the righteous requirements of God's law. If there was ever anyone who deserved not to be punished for sin, it was Jesus Christ. But God, so that he could redeem those of us who would put our faith in Christ, put the sin of the world on Christ and punished Christ as if he was guilty of all of it. And he poured out his wrath on Jesus Christ in a way that we can't imagine. We're familiar with the passion story that comes up on Good Friday and Easter weekend. And we know some of that, but we have no idea what was really going on there as God was pouring out his wrath on sin, which was embedded in his son. And there's even a point where he separated himself from Jesus said, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Like, like God, my father, I thought we were in this like Trinity thing together. And I thought that, why have you forsaken me? He's separated from God. He's experiencing the just consequences of sin. So yes, our God has it within his character to punish sin. And we should be thankful for that. We shouldn't turn a blind eye to that. We shouldn't try to run from that. We shouldn't distract ourselves, plug our ears and try to think happy thoughts about that. We should be very, very thankful that God takes sin seriously. And here's why. Because God takes sin seriously. He came up with a serious, legitimate solution for our sin in Jesus Christ so that if anyone puts their faith and trust in him, they can have the righteousness of Christ attributed to them. They can have the penalty that they owe God for their sin, death and separation from him, Mark paid so they can be reconciled. They can be grafted into his family. And this is a very good thing. At the end of the day, God isn't just righteous, just holy, just perfect, just full of wrath towards sin, but God is a compassionate God who shows grace and mercy beyond anything we should ever expect, beyond anything we could imagine. And we should be thankful for that. The only response that we need to have is to trust Christ wholly and receive that freely. Yesterday's devotion, Jeremiah 5, he's talking about God's going to come destroy it. And God says he's going to destroy the people of Israel and in Jerusalem. But he says, make not a full end. In other words, don't destroy this completely because I'm going to preserve a remnant of people who will go forward through history, ultimately bringing about my redemptive plan to culmination in the person of Christ. And then anyone from any tribe, tongue, or nation who trusts him can be part of this deal. Our God is a great God, and we want him to take sin seriously because a God that doesn't take sin seriously is no God at all. 
The Daily Dose is a partnership between four ministries. First is Christian Crusaders, where you can find weekly 30-minute worship services at christiancrusaders.org, and where you can hear engaging interviews and other content on one of our three podcasts. Second is Fresh Wind Worship, whose weekly worship services are available on their YouTube channel, Fresh Wind Ministries, and linked to their Facebook page, Fresh Wind Worship. Third is the Cedar Falls Bible Conference, whose conference videos are available at cedarfallsbibleconference.com. And please consider joining us for our 100th annual conference on Saturday, July 31st through Saturday, August 7th in 2021. If you or someone you know could benefit from an anonymous online Christian mentor, please visit issuesiface.com, which is provided by Power to Change Digital Strategies, our fourth partnering ministry. Please subscribe to this podcast, leave a five-star review, and prayerfully consider financially supporting one of our partnering ministries. And check our episode notes for links and more details. Thank you for listening, and may God richly bless you.